0: Disclaimer. The views expressed on this episode of Perspective Platoon with Pratik are solely the opinions of the host and the guest. The content of the conversation is not reflective of the institutions or establishments mentioned therein. Take all these opinions with a pinch of salt and a dash of lime if needed. Hey Sharon, how's it going?
1: Hi Pratik, it's going well. How's it going?
0: Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me once again. Before you get started, if you could just let everybody know who you are, what you do, your future aspirations, likes, dislikes, anything and everything you're comfortable sharing.
1: Oh uh, Sure, Uh, hi, my name is Sharon and uh, I recently got married So that's something good for me, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I currently am a stay-at-home dog slash two kittens mom. So that's literally how my day goes. And uh, future aspirations. um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want a job, but I want to focus more on my family. So, yeah, I would say. Taking, uh, taking care of my family. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I, I will work, but that wouldn't be like my only, like that will not be like the only thing I wanna do, if you know what I mean. Yeah? Right, right. Right, right. and uh, likes and dislikes. I like Bollywood movies a lot because <laughs> I'm Indian, and I dislike politics. Politics mm-hmm. is something I don't I think I enjoy very much. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about me.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, mm-hmm. to, sort of, to sort of pick it up from there, um, I'll just sort of mention this. We did have issues recording initially, so we had to start mm-hmm. this again and we were talking briefly about Tiger King. So I just wanted to expand on that because he said something really interesting about um, the sort of way that we treat humans and how we could possibly, or how we should possibly treat animals the same way. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: before we get into that a little more, uh, if you could just share your thoughts on um, the show and why you feel that the show sort of became more about the characters rather than the tigers themselves
1: uh just drama just how marketing works how you get attention of people I mean if you're just showing a video of tigers it's like watching national geography channel which not everybody enjoys so I guess they want to add in a little bit of spice so like a little bit of drama a little bit of you know it's like gossiping and a lot of drama and a lot of did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Did Joe Tiger do that? Did he kill the horses? Is he feeding his tigers, right? All of that stuff, you know? And did, you know, did he? That's kind of like how it got the audience, I believe. Because it's just, I don't know, people like to gossip. Everybody does. I I I strongly believe everybody does. So yeah.
0: That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, before we sort of get into like a little more serious, like a serious topic in terms of the way we treat animals, mm-hmm. what was your thought on uh, the other guy, Doc Antle, like Bhagwan Doc Antle?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I don't like any of the people on the show. They're just flashy. I I don't like flashy. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you can be whatever you want to be, but they're just flashy. They have fancy cars and a big house and all pretty women around them and I don't even know what you're doing like is this like having a wild animal a social status for you like what are you trying to show here you say you care but what I see is not that you know you're like I don't see you care for these animals I see you more of like showing them off to the world saying oh I'm rich I can own um you know a tiger I can own all these exotic cats with me and I'm like It just doesn't add up to me in my head, you know? It's like, you want to do good, you can do good. Like, you don't have to have, like, a fancy bungalow, bungalow, uh, a mansion. I just said bungalow, that's in our language, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, a giant mansion with, you know, like, pretty women, and, you know, you're paying those women to stay there. And uh, you have people come in, and you have these shows. It's basically like a circus to me. Like it's, it's an in-house circus, like at your house, not in-house, like at your house circus. Like you say you're saving them, but it's just a circus. People are still paying it. You, you have a gift shop and, you know, you're entertaining them with these so-called rescued wildcats, which I don't think they're rescued. They're just tortured more. Maybe they're not, but I strongly believe they are. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I hmm. think.
0: You no, know, that's a fair point because especially like even though like Carol Baskin uh mm-hmm. did seem like or at least sort of portrayed the cement that she took care of them, a lot of them seemed to be oh. in very small cages and things like that. It didn't necessarily roam freely. Um so you know how much of what she was right. saying was actually true. So, you know, all of those things definitely sort of um are quite ethnic or non-ethnically, but ethically questionable. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason why I asked about Doc Antle was because he sort of played this, like his name itself had the word "Bhagwan" in front of it, and that initially itself like just put me off. Because for those of you who don't know, the word "Bhagwan" means God in Hindi. So, oh, yeah. just sort of that sort of air of him associating with himself or associating. I just feel- God, yeah. Sorry Go no,
1: Sorry, I keep cutting you up. Know. I just feel there are rich people who don't know what to do with their money. Mm. That's that's I don't know if they have an obsession with cats. I I don't know, maybe they do, but it's for me, it's just a wa- a way to show off their show, social status. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And Bhagwan, yeah. I'm like eh. when I saw him and he has like giant sculptured stone sculptures and i'm like oh my god what is what is this guy up to? And he's like oh i do this i do that for the cats and joe tiger is not and i'm like yeah no you're just a fancier version of joe tiger in my head that's literally what went on
0: <laughs> right right yeah 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 let us sort of go on to the more serious topic about like the sort of cats and animals and taking care of them You sort of mentioned in our first recording, until it sort of got interrupted by some internet issues, um, that it sort of added to your perspective to the fact that people still probably lack the education in terms of being able to treat people better, or not treat, treat animals better, excuse me, and sort of treating them in an equal level. Mm -hmm. why like you said a lot of it is because maybe them did it's probably because they're trying to portray a social status or sort of make themselves seem to be you know uh, like people or whatever else they were wanting to achieve through that but what do you think will it take for us and this is a very broad question I guess but you can explain it in however or however you please what what do you think it'll what do you think it'll take for us as humans to reach that point where we will actually understand to treat animals equally?
1: Uh, I think we have come a long way. Things are getting better. Like, if we look how, you know, we live in the 18th century, like, people were killed for no reason, hung in the streets and, you know, all that crazy stuff, which makes no sense. And we are getting better. But if you ask me if it is ever going to be better, I would say no. Because as we humans, for what I've understood, yes, there is a lot of love. People do care about each other. People, like, there is more love and care and help in this world that we can imagine. Like, we might say people don't care, but, you know, you fall on the street, there would be someone who comes and helps you. That's just basic humanity. And that is... Not everybody might do it, but there are people, there are people who believe in good. And let's see when it comes to, again, this goes back to why I don't like politics, because again, I would like to, I, there are certain things that just, there is more logic to it, but I don't understand it. Maybe I'm like on the surface level, I'm not deeper into what is happening, but I don't understand people fighting for their countries. And I was having this talk, this talk with my husband, Spencer. We were watching some movie about spies. And I'm like, what is the purpose of having a spy? Like, why would you want to have a person go into another country, spy on them, get information on them only to you know, go against them? It doesn't make sense. Yes, and, but he did make a fair point. Like, if we don't have information, we don't know if they're going to attack us which is okay. Yeah, it makes sense. But again, you are creating conflicts between two countries. There is no peace, you know? Like people don't have peace with themselves. So yeah, there is war, there is constant fighting. And um, the most common thing I can speak as an Indian is India-Pakistan. It's been there for, I don't even remember. And it's gonna be there for a while, I guess. You know, peace is important and um, there are many things. I mean, the things that are happening with China right now and things that happened with um, Trump being president over here, some crazy stuff did happen in America. And yeah, those are just like little on the surface things that we know through uh, media and news. But yeah, my... Point coming uh, coming back to my point is that there is no peace among humans as ourselves. Like we are so selfish that we want to fight and say we are better than the other. So, you know, when we are not being grateful to one another, how can we treat animals equally? You know, these, these are the thoughts that actually cross in my mind when I'm like, why are people not helping animals? I'm like, oh wait, people can't be nice to one another. I mean, don't get me wrong, on a certain people can be nice to one another, but there's also the selfish side of us, selfish. I just (laughs) lisped. but yeah, uh, it's a mixed, it's a debate in my head. I'm like, I do like to believe people are good. People do help, they are nice people. But then that's when politics gets involved. And I don't know what happens inside a politics building. I don't know, the White House and the Vidhan Sauda thing that is in Bangalore. But I don't know what happens inside. But it's messed up. It's multiple opinions. And you have to be diplomatic. And that's when things get really messy, I guess. That's when people get messed up. And power, yes, when you are powerful, you tend to be um, arrogant, arrogant, egoistic. Um, Don't get me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Not everybody is like that, but that is a thing, right? When you have the power in your hand, you tend to treat people differently. You tend to feel superior to everyone else and you try to like, kind of like a ruler. So yeah, maybe that's... You know, talking to you, I kind of answered my own questions that debates in my head. But yeah, people can be nice if you choose to be nice. But I guess, you know, as you go and as you get involved with different situations and people, you do change and you want power and yeah. So yeah, if we can't, we humans are literally kind of destroying this planet and we are going through global warming right now. And uh, it has affected us, and I don't know what's gonna be, you know, the future of this planet. But yeah, the causes and the damage we've done, animals is just like a tiny little subject of all of this. So yeah, uh, when I think about all of this, I don't, I don't know when there is gonna be, you know, when people are gonna realize that we have to be equal like this world was given to all of us equally like early men cavemen lived only for 25 30 years that was like the longest lifespan they had because you know they would get eaten by wild animals or they would get diseased or you know we don't know but yeah now we are smart i hope we use this smartness to do doing good and then rather than evil and you know fighting with ourselves but that's just me yeah a lot of people would not agree with me and yeah it's just it is what it is no
0: it's, it's definitely a fair conversation to have because you know a lot of these things as much as they probably don't matter to us as individuals they definitely matter as a society in many ways so it's definitely like I appreciate you bringing that up because we can explore that a little more but to sort of right. um, continue on this track of like us taking care of animals and a sort of uh like you said people are not people are not necessarily in the best of positions to be able to take care of our own species
1: mm-hmm.
0: taking care of animals is a far 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 yeah. thing away yeah Do you think there's also that level of hypocrisy that comes with society? And I mean, this is again, I've saw, I think I've asked this to somebody else on a previous episode, but I'd like to get your opinion on it as well. Um, And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, this, if I'm asking this being a hypocrite myself, because I've been a meat consumer for my, for the entirety of my life. Um, So so, am I.
1: (laughs) But yeah, this is again, sorry, I cut you off again. But this is again a debate I faced with myself. I tried going vegan for a while. I tried going vegan for a while. It sucked. I hated it. And then again, these debates went on in my head. Like this is again the circle of life. Even in early days, there are carnivorous creatures, including us humans. We're not completely carnivorous, but we do eat meat. We consume meat, we meat. So you know, it you kill for food to an extent. I don't want to sound that, for me, again, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but that's okay. But I do not encourage killing animals for their fur, for their skin, you know? That's like a big no-no for me, like certain things. Yeah, the cow that was killed for meat that we eat, that's okay, kind of, in a way. But... um. Yeah, again, that's a debate in my head. And I I need to sort that out in my head because I did try going vegan. It didn't work for me. And uh, I I had this topic, uh, the same conversation with Spencer. Like all these thoughts that go on in my head, I end up talking to my husband, husband, Spencer, and he kind of gives me the other perspective that makes me think. And um, he told me that the world is much more cruel than we think. I mean, like the industry where you know consumption of meat and you know uh the production of eggs. I uh initially I just wanted to quit eating beef, which I am currently uh on the process of working on it and I haven't I don't consume as much as I did before. So that's a good start for me. I mean it's not the best but it's a good start for me. And um yeah I mean how chickens uh the chicken farm works and how they're they laid eggs, and I I don't want to go and get into depth, but there's a lot of pain in you know animal suffering, and the same with uh, the cow. A long time ago, I researched about cow milk and how cows are forced to uh, birth their calf so that we can consume its milk, and that milk is not even good for us. That's the best part. It's not it's not calcium like the way they say it is. Like according to what I read. It's not very, it's, it is nutritious, but it's not the best because as you humans, you need to consume human milk, not a cow's milk as cats, cats need to consume cat's milk, not a cow's milk, you know, cats are lactose intolerant. I learned this recently as well. If you give a cat like in Tom and Jerry, if you give them milk, they're just going to have diarrhea. They cannot, you know, digest cow milk well. So it's the same with us humans. There are a lot of us who are lactose intolerant and, you know, cow's milk, yeah, might work, but so does almond milk. So does um, oat milk. They work pretty much well. And if you want calcium, there are so many ways of getting calcium in your body. You don't have to consume milk. I'm, I'm just saying, again, these are thoughts that happened in my head to me And I I try not to consume milk, but I do like to have milk with my cereal. But I'm trying to slowly switch to oat milk or almond milk. But my husband is like, no, I'm I'm not giving up dairy. (laughs) So it is kind of hard when um, you, uh, and it's okay for him to choose what he wants to choose. But I have uh, very low self-control. So if someone's doing it with me, I end up doing it. I'm that person. Like there are people who are determined to do it. I'm just not one of those people because you know my husband has a big influence on me. And if he's doing it, I will. I mean, cereal, I want milk. I do want to have my milk with my cereal. But yeah. Again, it's I don't know if I'm a hypocrite. I think I am. Because I do consume milk. I do eat beef, but uh, but that doesn't count for me. I justify it in my head saying that's the circle of life. I don't know, you give me your input on it, but uh, domestic animals compared to um, wild animals is again, a different uh, way of doing things. And uh, yeah, it's not fair. Everything has to be treated equally. I do agree, but wild animals, like I said, the cats, uh, tigers, they are almost going extinct. And I think we need to take some precautions towards it. We need to, you know, try and help and try and, you know, care more about it. Because if one species dies, we don't know what that's going to lead into. Because I don't know. That's just how it is. Like, if imagine there are no more butterflies in the world, what's going to happen? Are they going to be, I mean, there are no insects, then there would be no, uh, What is the sign effect term of the pollens being transferred from plants to plants?
0: The what being transferred from plants to plants, you said? Hormones? The the pollen. Oh, pollen, like uh, pollination.
1: Pollination, yeah, that's the word. And if pollination doesn't happen, then how are the plants going to grow? Is there going to be a world? like That's the big picture, right? So extension of extinction. Extension, extension. Sorry, extension okay. of a, of a of a of an animal that is supposed to exist in this world, and it means something. What's go, what's that going to lead us into? You know, these are questions, and yeah, with I I I hesitate to say this, but I do consume meat. I do consume milk. I debate with myself every day when I'm doing it, and I watch videos, where You know, cows are in pain and when I see that, I cry, but then I just can't stop it. I I can't because, again, this is a thought that crosses my mind. If I stop, can I make a difference? I don't. I don't because there are going to be people who are still going to consume and there's this process is going to happen. And I also had this topic with uh, Spencer again. Do you think people would ever stop consuming meat? And he's like, no, I don't think that's ever going to be an end to this. And I also like to believe it's a circle of life, but one thing I wish that it was done better. Like if the cows were treated better, I wish they were treated better. I wish their calves were not taken away from them. The cruelty behind it is a thing that I don't support. But one thing I I can say uh, that I am um, kind of proud of is that I'm working towards using cruelty-free skincare and makeup products so that's uh, a start for me at least i don't support i mean again consume consumption of meat is a part of someone's life but if you can stop the abuse of animals in other forms like your beauty products and you know i don't know like leather and fur that's a start you know yeah leather maybe not leather cuz it also comes from the same cow that was uh, butchered for your meat maybe but other stuff like fur and you know things that just don't make sense so yeah <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> that that is a no, debatable I- topic for me
0: definitely definitely because yeah. um that whole conversation of circle of life is certainly a way to just justify it but then again it's I guess everybody has their own belief, right? Because you mentioned uh, that you'd like my input on it. So I won't go on a huge tangent, but Mm -hmm. I sort of mentioned briefly, I um, did go vegetarian for a good six to seven months. I was still consuming milk, but I wasn't consuming any meat. Um, Mm -hmm. But then like you, I sort of struggled to where I reached a breaking point and I had to fall back on meat. Um, For me personally, I think, I could have continued being vegetarian if it wasn't for some, um, if it wasn't for my preference to release stress through eating food. Cause you know, I have that association to where I associate food with happiness and that, that part of me being a foodie found eating meat as a way, as an escape when I was feeling stressed because of college and like everything else that was happening at the time. Um, But I personally do hope to go back to being vegetarian, but I probably first need to deal with my own internal uh, demons in that case. And, but then again, I, I agree with the fact that, you know, not everybody's going to be able to do that because we're all brought up differently. We're all used to things differently. Uh, Sometimes our bodies have really bad withdrawals. If we sort of drastically change the way we eat and, you know, it's going to take a lot of time or it's not going to work for some people. So that's something that I completely understand. Even though I personally would or even though I would at some point in the future, hopefully if my health doesn't deteriorate because of it, would like to go to continue being vegetarian. But the circle of life argument makes a lot of sense because of the way that species are on this planet and so on and so forth. But... Uh, the thing that had an influence on me was the Bhagavad Gita because I read the Bhagavad Gita Mm -hmm. and that was sort of talking about meat consumption and the way that we as humans sort of treat animals and so on and so forth so it was really interesting and it added to my perspective to where I was like long term I would definitely like to go and be vegetarian not just because of that but also for my own health um, Mm -hmm. because I've had arthritis and all that joint pain and uh, I don't want to feel old when I'm 30 years old. So, um, you know, I'd rather make the change and see what happens that way. Um, but I guess the larger sort of conversation happens because of the fact that and these uh, farm animals or farmed animals are treated very cruelly, like um, with a lot of cruelty, I guess. Um,
1: yeah.
0: The, the amount of space that they get, the way that they're bred, to sort of give us what we want, I guess all of that is where there's a lot of the negativity associated to meat consumption. Um, like you said, maybe if it was a little more humane, you know, there'd be a better space for us to be able to openly, you know, consume meat without having to feel a sense of guilt. Um, right. For it. But yeah, it's something that'll probably take a lot of time to change because. It's like you said, uh, sometimes it can seem like one person doing it is not going to make a difference, but I'd probably beg to differ in the sense that you're at least trying to make a difference in your own life. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the times we can only change what we have control over. We can't change things that we don't have control over. Right. So if you know, you can, if you and I can make that conscious change of, okay, I'm going to switch and I'm going to do this to sort of do my part. You never know, there's somebody else who's probably, who probably knows you, who's thinking of the same thing, hasn't told you about it, but then they feel like, okay, if they're doing it, I probably can also muster up the courage to do it myself too, and at least try, you know, and see where that goes. Um, Because sometimes that's the thing, right? We, like you, you mentioned also that you're starting to phase out like um, cruelty-based products and use more cruelty-free products. Mm -hmm. That's also a start. You know, a lot of the times we need to take a start somewhere will it work or not that's um a results-based thing which again we don't have control over until and unless we do it for a certain period of time um but yeah i didn't want to go into a whole rabbit hole but yeah it's sort of like a it's a debate that i think everybody who's in that fence has Mm -hmm. but i think at the end of the day as long as you're doing your part um in some way or another and Um, We can't expect everybody to change unless they choose to change themselves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, as long as you're doing your part, I think you're in a good space. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: But then again, it takes time.
0: It takes time. It takes a lot of internal debating and understanding and pacifying and whatnot. Um, Because it's a hard change. Like uh, for a lot of us as humans, we sort of associate food... With emotion, and you know, you go out on, I guess, uh, anniversary or something to have a steak dinner because you know it's fancy or whatever. You know, that's just a random example, but right. you know, it's it's sort of associated to our life in many ways. And <laughs> having to cut that out like abruptly is gonna it's it's a lot harder than one would imagine. So, you know, uh, which is why I sort of also am accepting of the fact that. If other people eat meat, that's totally fine.
1: That is totally fine. I mean, it is not. I mean, it's just about being aware of what you're doing. I mean, I would be a hypocrite again if I told like, oh, meat consumption is bad, but I do eat meat myself. Like, yeah, I don't eat steak whatsoever, but I do like to have like a a keema cutlet or something. I make cutlets. I make beef cutlets at home and I love them. They're like the, the tastiest things I've eaten. So yeah, I um, maybe if in the future if I did consider being more serious on this subject, I might, you know, quit uh, red meat because again it's unhealthy for your body to consume a lot of red meat. But I will not stop consuming chicken and fish. That's something I think. I mean, again, I I am. Raised like that, I do want to consume meat. I don't want to go vegetarian. I do eat my veggies, and on a regular basis, I do eat mostly vegetarian food. I don't eat meat all the time, but there there are days when I want to consume meat, and that's okay. It's uh, like I said, it's the circle of life. But yeah, like you put it out for me, it's the way it's done, and people need to be a little aware of how it's done, and yeah. Um you can consume meat, you can eat chicken. That's okay. Just the business part of you know the meat production, that's what bothers me. like you know, how they're not treated the animals right. They're misused. They're forced to separate them from their babies. You know, these things just makes me sad. like why can't you just give the animal what it wants? Like I would rather eat beef than I would eat beef and quit milk for me, because I feel the amount of abuse a cow goes through uh, while giving us the milk we consume is a lot. I mean, when, you're, when the animal's slaughtered, it's just dead. There's no pain, there's no suffering, but you're forced, the cow's forced to give birth, the calf's taken away from it. God knows what's done with the calf. Sometimes they say it's killed. Sometimes they say it's used for breeding. I don't even know. And when that's done, and you know you consume its milk the amount of torture like imagine me if i had to be a mother and my child was forcefully taken away from me you know only to use me for you know whatever they want it's hurtful if i had to be a mother i mean i'm i'm a dog mother and i can't even imagine i can't even have you know dd off my sight for 10 seconds it breaks my heart. Like, even if I'm outside, outside, I'm constantly thinking about my puppy. So, imagine if a human being came out of me. That's painful. And it's, I, they, yeah, they don't know how to speak, but doesn't mean, you know, a mother's love is any different for a cow, right? And I mean, slaughtering for me, it might not be justified, okay, but at least the animal is not suffering. It's just put to bed for me. You know, you're consuming it for its meat, but the amount of pain and suffering it goes while you're consuming its milk. Again, this is my opinion. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Yeah. So when I read about, you know, the milk and uh, and cow's milk and how it's produced, it just didn't make me feel very good. And yeah, most times I do have um, oat milk and cow's milk in my refrigerator, and I do consume both. I'm proud of that. That's a first step for me towards change. But uh, slowly, eventually, I'm pretty confident that I will not be consuming cow's milk, but I will be eating meat. That's something mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to do. Because uh, like I said, it's it's just a circle of life for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, firstly, I'd like to just say, like you said, like, this is your opinion and that's totally fine. You know, like I, I was going to say that but you mentioned it yourself Mm -hmm. Um, because I think for us, especially in the age that we live in, it's Mm -hmm. very easy for us to get angry at somebody doing something that we don't want them to do. Mm. But then I think again, you sort of, we sort of have to realize that we don't have control over the actions of another person. So if you're going to get angry at that, I'm sure. I mean, we all get frustrated at some point by something someone does. And this is something that I sort of battled with in 2020, especially like when I was just thinking about my outlook on life for the lack right. of a better way of putting it you know because I I like when it comes to work and working with people I can be a bit of a control freak so sort of realizing that um, made me realize that there's no point of me being angry at someone if they chose to continue eating meat and didn't like you know have this sort of future thought of okay I'm gonna go vegetarian there's no point of me being angry at them because I have no control over it. Right. I just, I have control over my anger, but not over what they're doing.
1: I mean, so, again, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, for me, I would, I, I know, I mean, I love animals, but I, I strongly believe that doesn't mean you have to stop eating meat. That's what I believe because, again, the battle in my head goes like that is the circle of life. Like that is how it's done. If you don't, like in the wild, a tiger is gonna hunt a deer or a bison or a bull, whatever they find, they're gonna eat it. That is how it is. We feel bad, but if it doesn't consume that, what is it gonna feed its babies? You know, it's a battle of survival. But what I don't agree with is the way these animals are treated Um, in the process in the factories you know like misused mistreated um, misjudged and you know they have feelings like when I see videos of cows crying when their calves are taken away they literally tear up and that makes me sad like no you want to consume meat consume meat but don't have like they don't have to be suffering they you don't have to torture them Again, it's, it's business and again, it's all politics. Like I said, it gets messy in the process. And I don't know, people just care about making money that in this process, they forget how these creatures, these animals, these fellow creatures, we share the planet with, feel, uh, planet with fields. Like the same goes with, again, this I'm a hard believer on breeding dogs and selling them i am against selling animals like anybody who comes and tells me you're going to sell animals i'm like no please don't talk to me about it that might be your thing and i cannot control it but i don't believe in selling animals i don't believe in people having a lab uh, rottweiler or you know just dogs i mean for me a dog is a dog i don't care what breed you are like same with the cats uh, as well. I don't care what breed they are. If you want to love an animal, you're going to love it no matter what. You don't have to be so specific. Like, if you have a child and the child doesn't turn out to be the way you want it, you, you're not going to disown it, are you? So, why, why do that with your pet? Like, why say, oh, I want this? I want a Bengal cat. I want it to be this uh, a certain way. And, you know, and like, when I hear things like this, I'm like, you don't need a pet. You just need something for your social status. That's all I can think of. Like when people tell me, this happens a lot in India. I don't know if you've witnessed it, but people want breeded dogs and they pay the breeder whatever money they want to get a breeded dog only for social status. My whole life, I never bought a dog. I've never bought a dog. I've only, I've only had street dogs when I was in India. Like all the street dogs, uh, we took them up and we had them in our house and I would feed the street dogs in the street. And uh, yeah, uh, even my kittens, um, we got one. I lost one of my kittens uh, recently She uh, due to uh, uh, surgical complications during her spay. And I was sad for a while and six months later, a friend of ours gave us um, a kitten uh, recently. And we found out that she had a sister. So we went back and adopted her sister. Now we do pay for adoption. But when I went into that place, I know the money is going to the right place. Because that is, they pay for like the insurance of the cats and their vaccination and basic needs of what the kitties need, like, you know, food and shelter. And same with the dogs. And that is okay for me when I'm helping someone who's doing something like that. And it wasn't even much. It was like a hundred bucks. That's that's not too much to give to a place that's actually helping these animals. They were rescues. They were um, they were found in all these dogs. They were abused dogs and kittens. And it's, it's nice to help places like that, but it's not like $5,000. You know, like when you go through a breeder, you pay like $5,000, $3,000. Oh, I have a swiss austrian some puppy and i'm like what is that that my dog has uh, blue eyes it has uh it is like this it is you know it's a big dog it's a fluffy dog it has a lot of energy like no you want to love a baby you're gonna love it no matter what that's literally the thought that goes in my head and i've told this to a lot of people on their faces because i will judge someone who is showing off their dog (laughs) <laughs> I will do it. I am sorry, but I am that person. <laughs> if you are going to come and tell me you got this dog just for its breed and you paid so much of it money, you are not a pet parent. You are a person who cares about your social status. And if something happens to that, you know, animal at some point, I don't even know if you're going to love it back. Maybe you will. I don't know. But in my head, I'm judging you and I feel you will not. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs>
0: Well, that's an interesting thing. I haven't necessarily thought about it that way, but I'm assuming that you're sort of basically against the way that some people tend to breed certain species together mm-hmm. or like, you know, sort of, forgive me if I'm not using the right words for those of you listening and watching, but um, it's sort of like they're making these customized animals for people to buy and uh, buy and take care of um, is what you're against is that correct
1: it's not about pre, uh, the breeding it's about breeding them and selling them for money i also mm. researched about these breeders i don't know about here in america but i know back in india the the animal the female dog is abused by the breeder only to you know give birth and they can sell the puppy for like god knows 20000 rupees which is wrong in many ways like you know there is where's the humanity there and why, why, I mean, again, it goes back in my head. In India, what I witnessed for a very long time is they want a breeded dog only for social status. They would pay any amount of money to get this breeded dog, whereas there are thousands of street puppies. You know, like, it, it. these are questions in my head. If you really want to raise a dog, why would you pay so much money? Why can't you just adopt a street puppy and, you know, take care of it, love it, give it, a home, feed it, it wouldn't, you know, it's going to be loyal. It's going to be the same, you know, loyal dog that you would get from a breeder dog. The only thing I'm saying is it's not wrong to have a breeder dog, but you are encouraging the wrong cause behind it. Like people are torturing and abusing a dog. Like they're literally forced into, you know, it's like dog rape if I have to be, you know, put it in a better way. And they have to give it a minimum of uh, two years before she's bred again, before a female dog is bred again, but that doesn't happen. They are bred and they are tortured and they're finally like left with nothing and they're kicked out. That's literally the articles I've been reading about all of these. And one of my friend back in India named Adya, she's an animal activist in India. And she has a bunch of rescues with her. And when she spoke to me about all of this, it just breaks my heart. Like she has done this for a living and she works with them. And when I read about this and I learned more about these from her, it doesn't matter. Like, why would it matter if your dog is a breed? Like, I don't know, like if it does matter to you, like for me, again, it goes back in my head that you only care about your social status. Like if you want to love a pet, you're gonna love it no matter what. Like even with my cats, I didn't even know cats had breeds. I, I didn't even know. Like when uh we were taking CeCe, our pet that we lost recently to the wet, the pet, the wet goes like, What's the breed of your cat? And Spencer's like, uh gray. Because <laughs> we <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know what's what is like cats had bleeds. I just thought they were just cats. I still think they're all cats. I mean, whatever they are, they're they're babies. They deserve to be loved. They deserve a home. So, you know, whoever is listening, if you agree with me, you know, go get a dog and don't worry about its breed or a cat. I I do not support people who say I want this Bengal cat or, you know, other Persian cat or like, it's it's a cat. You gotta love it no matter what. Why spend money on it? Why make it a business? Like, would you sell a human child? No, right? So, yeah. That's just me.
0: No, that's, that's an interesting sort of perspective because it's definitely ethically wrong in a lot of ways, like you said, where mm-hmm. if a dog is being, like a female dog is being kept in a certain place just to sort of, for the lack of, lack of a better way of putting this, I apologize mm. to those of you out there if this is too crude, but if you're gonna raise a dog just for it to pump out babies whenever you want it, yeah, it sort of goes back to those the ethics associated with that. And for me, when you sort of explain that, it feels a lot similar to the way that, um, like your earlier example of cows being like the way cows are bred for their milk and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very. It's very unfortunate. Um, You know, it's easy to say that, oh, Mm -hmm. that's the world that we live in, but um,
1: all we
0: can do. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, I was just agreeing with you. I mean, yes, it is the world we live in, but you can make a difference when your voice against it. Yeah,
0: exactly. That was going to be my next point in the sense that you can do your part, do your bit. And, you know, if you can encourage people to do it, then do it but um, yeah do your part and as long as you know there's people that are excuse me making this change gradually I think it does at the end of the day if their bottom line is affected Mm -hmm. they are going to do something about it because at the end of the day going back to another thing that you said everybody's just worried about the money that they make so for example if there's a spreader in Bangalore who is sort of put on full blast for knowing to do such a thing again i hate to sort of make this seem like we're taking his livelihood away but at the same time i think it's sort of an argument of making sure that there's less abuse involved in the process or no abuse involved in the process rather yes
1: Um, i i can that is again i will agree if you do want to do that, okay, yes, I could agree with it, but again, like, it goes against my principles of selling animals, like, the whole money involved with it, it's like, would you sell a human child, would you sell a human baby, maybe it happens in some part of the world that I don't know about, and I'm unaware of, but again, why would you, like, buy a puppy, like, why would you buy a cat, like, it just doesn't, for me, it's wrong, like, selling it, it's like, slavery all over again, if you know what I mean, just not with us. But yeah, like, again, I know I, I convince myself saying, you know, the world we live in where people don't care about each other, these are just animals. I I do debate with myself with this. And um, another thing is, one thing I respect a lot more in our country is that at least we have street dogs. We do have street dogs, and I see them. I don't see any street dogs in America. Sorry, America, but you don't have street dogs. I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they are. And uh, this is just me speaking in a human way possible. You know, like, where are they? And if no one adopts them, they're put down. Why? Like, why are they put down? You know, kind of thing. And yeah, breeders can be safe, I'm sure like my friends tell me that their breeders are you know um careful and they take care of their dog and all of that stuff which is okay but then this is again I don't know if I agree with it completely but it is again a thought in my head where if your dog has a puppy why would you separate its mother from its babies I think about this. I don't know what my answer is because I don't think there's any right or wrong answer with this question for me. Because, you know, you will be responsible for all of that. You have to take care of all those puppies. And yeah, I get that. But again, separating a mother from its child is something else that, you know, does cross my mind. Like if we humans have triplets or something, do you want to give away your children? Do you like sell your children to other people? Like I think about it on a personal level. I don't know why I just get deep when it comes to, you know, animals, but um, yeah, I don't know. Not everybody has to think the way I think. I mean, my friends recently, a friend of mine sold her puppy and I was hell went against it, but I did help her look for people cause she had financial problems. I mean, it was against my morals and ethics, but I get her situation. You know, I I was against it, but what can I do? I can't force you. Kind of situation, you know? Like, yeah, it's whatever. It is. I don't. I I don't even know how I feel about this whole thing, cause there's no neutral zone for me. But I don't know. It's just that it's a, a giant. I don't know for me. Yeah.
0: No, I think with what you just said about your friend and sort of helping her find a new home for the dog, Mm -hmm. um, it does show that there is some sense of neutrality in the sense... Well, I guess neutrality is not the right word, but nuance. In the sense that, uh, okay, fine. Like, you know, we don't agree with something, but then sometimes in a different person's shoes, it's a totally different scenario to where something else matters more. So... Mm -hmm. You know, in that case, it probably, again, I'm not too well versed in the topic of like taking care of dogs or having pets because I've never had one, but I do feel like as an outsider, if you can give that dog a better home, you know, so be it. Because if a person's finances are going to result in the dog not being treated right, then that's not right either, you know? So I guess like, like you sort of said, it's as much as it didn't sort of sit well with you, you were willing to do that because she had those difficulties and so on and so forth. So I think with everything that we've talked about, there's always a sense of uh, nuance associated with it. And you can find, yeah, you can always find like uh, an opposing argument Mm -hmm. or a talking point for everything. Cause going back to the sort of breeder thing. um, Now the person is selling them because they want to make money. So, you know, one, a school of thought, I don't know if I, I haven't thought about it enough to know if I fully agree with um, a person, you know, breeding animals and sort of abusing them that way. But it's sort of also a question that sometimes we need to ask in the sense that who are, are, are well, how do I put this, do we have the right, so to speak, to take away the, a person's ability to make money? It's, again, it's a different, it's a different talking point. It's a different conversation to have in that sense. mm -hmm. Um, Because there's many ways of making money. It doesn't have to be that way, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, it's just a, it's just another talking point that I feel like can be brought up in some schools of thought where they're like, at the end of the day, we live in, unfortunately, or fortunately, we live in a world which is quite, which is powered by money. You know, even if you don't want to live a materialistic life, you need the money to survive. So yeah, it's it's, it's just an interesting topic to talk about, to, to think about and sort of in your, in our own minds, find the thing that gels with us the best. But I, yeah, I, what's your sort of thought on that? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I do agree with you. But again, for me, Uh, I personally think people who are breeding dogs and making their living out of it are just lazy, just freaking lazy. And you don't want to work hard and you want the easy way out. That's I'm sorry. I'm opinionated on this subject. I am. It might come out wrong on a lot of people. You can go out. You can get a job. I mean, come on. It's 2021. How hard can it be to get a job? People need people to help them out. And especially in a country like India, if you're talking about in the Indian market, I think there are many labor jobs that we can do. It's just easy, quick money that you can make. Like imagine there's a litter of you know six puppies and you sell them for 10,000 rupees or 20,000 rupees. You're easily making close to one lakh, right? And yeah. That's just easy money. You don't want to work hard. You are just being greedy and selfish. And, you know, yeah, maybe if you're a good breeder where you're caring for your dogs, that's another thing. Maybe, you know, giving it love and affection and showing it that, you know, you're there for it no matter what. That's another thing. And maybe I could be okay with that to an extent, but just uh, the abuse behind it, like for what I've educated myself to, it sounds really wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna encourage that anymore. That's why I feel people should be more aware of it and stop worrying about their social status, like money. Yeah, it is a way to survive. We do need money, but you don't need money to show off. You don't need fancy cars. I mean, that's again, your personal choice, do it. It's okay, but you know, as long as it's not affecting something else. You want to have a fancy lifestyle, go for it. I, I will not stop you. That's your choice. But when it comes to these dogs, if you like, let's say, I want this particular breed, you know, Australian Swiss, blue eyes, puppy, like you are being particular and you're encouraging breeders to abuse animals. Just be mindful of the whole situation behind it. And it's okay if you adopt a street dog. Okay. Worst case scenario, go to. Uh, the, you know you can rescue animals there are breeding dogs that are equally abused and you know like labs or whatsoever who are not treated right and you can get them i'm just saying you know if you really want to love a dog it comes back to my earlier point you're gonna love a dog yes rescues are work but it's not impossible if you have the time and patience just saying, uh, Spencer's sister has a dog, uh, Snickers, and he's a rescue, and he's like the most beautiful thing I've seen. And yeah, there are a lot of people who rescue, you know, dogs. And my cousin's sister did back in India; it was a street dog, and she rescued her, and she has her with her right now. My kittens are rescued because they were adopted. Uh, actually, their mother was rescued, but yeah, you get the gist of it
0: yeah 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 no it's definitely definitely something that you know when someone battles with i guess it's a sort of question that you need to ask in terms of where your own perspective is in terms of ethics and sort of everything like that when it comes to um breeding and selling animals or meat consumption or anything like that because at the end Mm -hmm. of the day going back to we've probably beaten beaten this drum enough, but going back to the fact that we can't change everybody, you know, if, if it's something that you strongly believe in, that's totally fine. You know, we can adjust our lives accordingly. Right. Um, You know, but as long as, um, Well, now I have a question in my head too. But okay. <laughs> uh, no, it does it like a question uh, to sort of make me think as well. But in the sense that maybe this will, again, this is just our generalized opinions for those of you listening and watching. But sort of going back to these breeders and um, people who sort of use these abusive tactics to make money and sell these animals. I don't know much about them or their emotional standing or whatever, but to sort of maybe put a different spin on it, do you think a lot of it is also just, one, either a result of bad circumstances in their life or two, more so them being hurt by something in their past, which, you know, there's a saying that hurt people hurt people. Have you heard that saying before? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. It's just sort of a thing to sort of think about in terms of do you think that these people have sort of gone through a certain event in their life that is leading them to do something like this? Now, it doesn't have to necessarily just be about the breeders, but this could be a broader question expanded to all the ills that we see in the world. Um, this is not necessarily a way to justify what they're doing because you can def- you can never justify... Um, certain things like murder and so on you know it's it's wrong
1: yeah um, yeah, like like i said yeah there's no right or wrong answer to any question but again it comes down to what you believe in like you said and what's your faith in so if you think that is wrong and you are encouraging something wrong like you have to take a social stand for it and um maybe they are hurt maybe they have like a damaged past. I don't know. If you do, you need, again, I think people need to make therapy a more common thing in India. Like people think therapy is a bad thing. Like marriage counseling is a bad thing. That's not bad. You have to have a third person to communicate with you, to get a perspective on what you are doing is right or wrong. And yeah, um, one thing, I don't know if you agree with me in this. um, Back in India, people just take things very lightly and it's not a big issue. I mean, I don't know much about American culture because I've not been here for too long, but I think people are kind of slightly more proactive, not all the way, but slightly more proactive here than back at home. And uh, I don't know, for me, I, I just, I'm still on the surface level. I haven't really like thought about what the breeders want or, What's going on in their head, whatsoever. But for me, I, I on the surface level, I just think they're lazy people who want easy money and an easy way out to make a living. But that's just wrong, you know, in so many ways. Like. You don't want to sell animals. Like, again, this is my belief. It's okay if you want to sell animals. Like, don't tell me about it. It happens in the world and I have to be okay with it. Just don't bring it to my notice, you know, kind of thing. I've this to a lot of my friends who have asked me and I'm like, don't bring this to my attention. Do what you got to do. Just don't let me know because I will have an opinion and it might be ugly between us. Yeah, but uh, yeah, selling them and I don't know. It's just, for me, I take, I'm taking a stand on how I feel and it's very wrong. Maybe the breeders have their things, but they've been hurt and they wanna be hurt. Yes, you've been hurt. Yes, people might hurt people, but also you need someone to talk to and it's never okay to, you know the pain of being hurt and it's never okay for you to put it out on somebody else or an animal. In that reason right like i'm never going to be okay with that yeah you're hurt you need help you know ask speak tell people you're you're hurt and you know get uh help however way in, in whatever way possible you want to get help and again if you are so hurt and disturbed maybe uh, this is again in my head if you're so hurt and disturbed i don't think people who are hurt would hurt other people. This is my opinion, because if you're so hurt, why would you hurt somebody else? And if you're going into depression, people would rather be suicidal than hurting somebody else. But yeah, I do get that people build their walls up and they get different, but I don't know, I just think that's your ego talking again, maybe. But yeah, it's not justified as right. You have to get help if you're, you know, in pain. And yeah, you might not be a completely bad person, but what you're doing, your actions are definitely not right. So, you know, you should get help and see what you can do to change that. Yeah.
0: No, that's definitely an interesting point, especially, especially, excuse me, from the perspective of like in an Indian scenario more so than an American scenario of seeking help if you're hurt and not necessarily leading that into affecting other people and the, the association of ego with that. Cause I think that is one of the major drivers of the fact that therapy is not the biggest thing or hasn't become the, there are people adopting it a little more from what I've sort of heard, but it's still not up to the mark at all because I feel like there's a lot of people that could use a lot of help and especially kids too like the fact that I apologize for cursing but fucking 14 year olds 15 year olds decide to take their lives is it's crazy like you know they they require the help that can get them out of that phase where they don't think that the best way to sort of End the trouble is to end their life, Um, you know, but yeah, it's sort of, let's talk about that a little more in terms of um, sort of the aspect of mental health in India and why it's not being, well, not that it's not being brought to the forefront, but then its adoption is taking a lot longer than like the healthy practice of helping people is taking a lot longer than it probably should maybe. I I know, I understand that a lot of it has to do with generations and sort of people thinking differently from past generations being like, oh, yeah, drink a sip of water, sleep, you'll be okay. (laughs) It's not as easy as that, but, you know, Um, yeah, What is your take on that in terms of like, well, I guess to whittle it down and to boil it down into a question, how much of a role do you think ego plays in the lack of, understanding that we all need help with our mental mental being um,
1: yeah. I totally agree with you to be honest um, our society I mean I guess it's changing but yes a lot of part of India I, again I don't know much about America but I think it's much more forward um, in that form where people seek help and it's okay over here but I'm sure, You know there are some issues here too i couldn't speak because i'm not american but uh speaking as an indian i do know we have a lot of society uh cultural uh situations where we're held back on a lot of things and um the biggest thing for me is religion believe what you want to believe that's okay, but don't force it on people. Like right now, the current situation where the Hindu Muslim fights are happening, which makes no sense to me. And uh, God, I, I don't want to say this on live uh, camera, but that I have some opinions about Modi and Trump and you know how wrong they are to the world and how they are not being the leaders they have to be because as leaders people look up to you people follow you and you have to lead people in the right direction. India being a diverse country we have multiple religions and multiple languages and we have to be respectful of each religion each person and I had friends who came to me and argued me saying Modi is right and I, I couldn't help it but be surprised and I'm like I don't think I wanna be friends with such people who support such a wrong cause. For me, like, yeah, I can say it's okay, but I'm not gonna brush this up because it's hurting other people. Like if you are gonna support something so wrong, I don't wanna be your friend. It's like saying Hitler or what Hitler did was okay. It's never okay. He killed people. He killed people based on their religion and the based on the way they looked, And that's never okay. It's never okay to judge, differentiate and make people feel different for what they are. It's a free country. It's a democracy for a reason. And yes, politics should never get involved in uh, your you know, religious aspect. Being a politician, you have to be neutral because your country, wherever no matter where you go, will have multiple religion, including Pakistan. Hindus might be outnumbered, but there are people who have different religion in Pakistan and that's okay. You cannot treat them bad, but it does happen. And even in India, Modi is treating people uh, differently. He banned uh, beef, according to um, the news, what I read, but India is the second largest exporter of cow meat. That's the true fact. And I'm like, Wow, Modi, you're, you're a hypocrite. You say your Hinduism. We don't kill people. We don't kill uh, cow, Gai Mata, right? Gai Mata, like cows, a goddess, in um, according to the uh, Hindu uh, religion. But why are you encouraging exporting cows? Why are you doing that? Like if you're such a strong believer of being Hindu and the fact that he treated Muslims so badly, saying you have to validate yourself for being an Indian in India. And a lot of my friends were like debating about it. They're like, oh, no, you have to show documents. But imagine you have to show your own documents being in your own country. Yeah, there are illegal immigrants in India. So is the rest of the world. There are illegal immigrants. You don't have to be nasty about it. There are better ways to you know handle this subject. Again, my opinion: you don't have to humiliate your Indian Muslim people, saying "Show me your ID to prove yourself to be an Indian." Imagine that happened to the Mexican people over here, right? Imagine like you know the U.S. government announces saying, "Oh, we have a lot of you know illegal immigrants like Mexicans, Indians, a lot of other people who are like illegally staying here, Chinese, whatsoever." And they go like door to door saying, show me proof for your identification. It's insulting. It, it is insulting. I mean, I feel that maybe it's a debatable topic for you again. But yeah, it could be a debatable topic. But for me, it's humiliating and you cannot humiliate your own citizens. And you're creating a destruction among your fellow Indians, which is not okay for me. And coming back to the same subject about you know going this is the kind of society we live in where people are fighting over religion. You have to have a certain social standards or you're not respected. You have to be you know according to what your caste says because caste is a big thing in India. Woof. But um, if you're not you uh, you know you're boycotted or you know not accepted kind of situation. And in this, the youth today are facing so much pressure to be something like you have to be a doctor, you have to be an engineer. If you're like even a BCom or a graduate has, you're not respected enough. And I'm, why would you not be respected enough? You know, and it's a way of showing off. Like I said, again, society, the, you know, society standards of being and trying to please people. We all try to please people, which is okay, but There are some principles you have to have within yourselves. And you need to tell your child it's okay. As long as you raise a good person, it's okay. You can find a way to make a living. You don't have to be educated. Education is not the end of the world. It is good. It is good to have a degree. And you need knowledge over education. That is what is important. And I'm a strong believer of it. Knowledge is key, education is just a degree. If you don't have the knowledge, what's the point of an education, right? You have to know what you want to do. And I think that's what young people suffer these days with, you know, and one more thing I want to add, because I was having this conversation with my friend back in India, is how kids today are getting depressed because of social media and all these, you know, ideal images of these influencers trying to you know look pretty like appreciate yourself appreciate the people people around you be a good human being you know learn to love yourself learn to love people around you it's 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 simple but it starts from within you and yes family plays a major role because i know as an indian um a lot of families do love their kids they do support their kids but it also comes back to you know your friends your relatives your mostly relatives because they play a major role they I don't I don't know like it's a love-hate relationship with them maybe there's love maybe there's not love but there's constant judgment between you and your cousin who's almost your age or your age and you know oh he's doing better you're not doing better and I'm like why would you do that? That that just brings a child down. Like, you know, you're mentally traumatizing that child, like by comparing it, you have to, as parents, I mean, I think, I'm hoping the generation from us is different, you know, um, but I do believe like some parts of rural India still are in the backlog. You know, they're, it's like, oh, by 2021, finish your education by 25 have like a master's degree if you have to get a job in an mnc and by like 27 be married like later than 27 you are old you are old my friend if you are you know later than 27 to being married with someone and you will not get rishtas rishtas are marriage proposals and these things which is okay but also in like what if that person doesn't want to be married that child doesn't want to be married like that person wants to take his or her own time, her own speed. Like even that's okay. And people need to normalize, people trying to take time to figure out what they want to do. Cause it's again, an individual. Yes, family is important. I'm a strong believer in family being important and they playing a major role in your life. But also it's the individual's life. That person has to live for 80, 70, 80 years you are not gonna be there till the end. So let them make decisions, let them fall, let them make mistakes, let them crash, let them pick themselves up and figure out what they wanna do. And when they're ready to be married, they will be ready to marry, right? And don't forcing, adding society pressure is just gonna disturb the thoughts of a child. Like it's adding pressure, the same with the education system, right? Like in india there are a lot of movies about this i don't have to really stress on this but you know it's like you have to be getting straight up uh, a grades if not you're good for nothing and they'll compare you to like friends someone's son who doesn't you don't even know but yeah it's it's the society pressure like why can't we just stop and accept and love like love is like literally the entire show my only thing has been love one another, stop comparing, and you know, show gratitude, show, be humble, try, try your best to do good towards this world, and things will change, and, but yeah, I, I really want to know what's your opinion on the entire, our society, because it's a very wide topic for us.
0: Definitely, yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot to unpack there in terms of what you sort of shared, but Well, I guess let's start with um, the mental health aspect of it and the influence of like our relatives in society. I think at the end of the day, all we need to realize is that as a parent, you want to see your kids happy. Mm -hmm. As a relative, this is a question you need to ask yourself. Why are you so worried about what your brother's son is doing? Do you care for them to be happy? Or is this, just a status, <laughs> is this just a status-related question? So, you know, I guess that's a question that people need to ask themselves in that perspective because why do you bloody care? Like, that is my first question is that, why does it matter? You know, like, see, again, I have relatives who've cared for me and I love them to bits. So, you know, it's not like every relative is that way. Because there's a lot of people who are also accepting. So I'm not saying that you generalize, but I'm sort of putting that out there because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to generalize. So this is our intention for whoever's listening and watching. Neither of us are trying to generalize necessarily, but we're just sort of sharing an overall perspective on it it all. Um, So please don't feel infuriated if you're listening and sort of wondering about the things that we're saying. But going back to that, I do feel like, firstly, to sort of tackle the marriage question in terms of caste and all that sort of stuff at the end of the day it's an individual individual's choice if they feel that you know they'd like to marry within the caste nothing wrong with that you know that's yeah as long as you're making a choice that you think will keep you happy so be it but I think the sort of unnecessary external pressure that comes with it is probably something that we could do without. You know, right. like again, if you feel like now I'm a Shetty, for example, I'm of a Buns caste. If I want to get married within the Buns caste, that is fine. Like it's not, there's nothing wrong with necessarily getting married within your caste. I think the problem is is that we add this sort of pressure or the fact that that's the only way that it should happen. Right. And... Unfortunately, because of the world we live in, it's not going to be that way, you know, uh, it's just a lot harder to sort of expect that of everybody. Because then again, I think it uh, becomes a question of expectations and your expectations for your offspring and your sister's offspring and your brother's offspring and all that sort of stuff. So it's a lot of those questions also that people need to genuinely ask themselves, I personally Mm -hmm. think. In, in that aspect of marriage and getting married within the caste and all that, again, I've probably said this for hundred times already. But if you marrying, if your choice is to marry within the same caste, fine, no worries, as long as you're happy. But if somebody chooses to marry outside of the caste, so be it. Like, why are you increasing your blood pressure because of it? You know, that's something that I find really weird. Is that at the end of the day, you? should be more worried about your own sanity right like why are you trying to get angry at every single thing that's out there and this applies generally to even the things that we see be it on social media or in the real world you know but that's just my own personal opinion about it is that um there's no point of again going back to what i said earlier there's no point of becoming or there's no point of being angry at something that you have no control over you know like learn to accept it even if you don't agree with it um in terms of like everything i guess but to sort of transition more into the politics thing that you talked about i honestly have reached the point and you know I've probably i think i've mentioned this i can't remember if i mentioned it on air or have i not but i feel very indifferent about indian politics because it's it's funny because in a lot of ways right like some of these people who Portray that all of what a certain political party is doing is based off principles of Hinduism. Being a Hindu, and again, I'm not going to say that I'm knowledgeable about the Bhagavad Gita because there's still a portion that I haven't finished and understood fully. And I'm someone that wishes to go back and finish reading it, or not finish reading it, and read it again and finish reading it. But it talks about how we shouldn't be taking other people's lives because that affects us as people too in terms of the concept of karma and action and all that sort of stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. killing people is bad karma, to put it simply. So why is killing somebody, even if they're of a different religion, something that can be justifiable in this scenario? Right. It's just a question that I feel people need to ask themselves. Again, this is in no way sort of my intention to attack you for your political party of choice. Ask yourself this, because I think you need to know to justify your choice, you know, just because, sure, you know, like some people may believe that he's bringing in this or that or whatever, But you can't necessarily ignore the things that are happening in the background, especially in a case like this. Because I guess maybe this also goes back to the topic of hypocrisy, but imagine the same thing happening to you or say an Indian, like you mentioned, like if Biden was to one day knock on my door and be like, get the fuck out. I'll have to bleep that. But if he's like, get the hell out of my country. are are my people going to be happy about it? No. So, you know, I think it's more than anything. I think people lack the ability to ask themselves some really hard questions about the choices that they make. Now you're not going to know the answer to everything at once. And I accept that. And I understand that you're not going to know what is right and what is wrong right away. Excuse me. It's gonna take you a while to sort of digest all of it and build out your principles for the lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, like religion in itself is quite a hot button topic. And I don't want to rub anyone the wrong way, but I personally do feel like there's a lot of similarities between all religions. It's what makes it different is our way of interpreting in is our interpretation of it. There are certain schools of thought, not certain schools of thought, but if I'm not mistaken, I've probably mentioned this before also. Um, I do have a goal of wanting to read the Quran and the Bible as well, because I want to see like what the similarities are between that and <laughs> the Bhagavad Gita. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to generalize for the other two and sort of state this from my one sort of incomplete reading of the Bhagavad Gita. So take this with a pinch of salt, those of you out there who are listening. But I do feel like these books do tend to talk about forwarding up, forwarding the principle and, you know, making that the world message and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then it also talks about not killing people and like affecting people. And I'm sure even the Quran or the Bible talks about sin in terms of murdering people and so on and so forth. This is just from an outsider's perspective who hasn't read those two books. So it's sort of like a question again, like, you know, what is with that double standard associated with it? You know, like, even, for example, you hear, people hear stories of a certain people from, to not make this seem like we're attacking anybody, I'm just going to use X, Y, and Z as religions. But, say somebody from religious X kills somebody from religious Z in one country and say somebody from a religious Z or religion excuse me, Z is killing someone from religion X in another country because your faith states it I don't think makes it right (laughs) because your faith also states that you shouldn't kill people so it's just my sort of take on the fact that I do feel like at the end of the day we're all praying to the same thing. But the way we see it is we see a different thing. I guess it's, that didn't explain it well. But um, I do believe that there is just one sort of entity. But then we all just worship it a different way. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, if you wish to go to a church and pray, so be it. Mosque, so be it. Or temple, so be it. I think the problem is, is the problem comes when we start to sort of impose our beliefs on other people and more so impose our interpretations of these so called beliefs on other people. Because which one do you prioritize more? Do you think it is right to kill people just because they don't believe in what you believe in? Or do you yeah. think it is, or do you think it's the other way around? You know, it's all of those sort of questions I think people need to genuinely ask themselves. Because I've seen people talk about it and I'm not going to say any names, but I've seen people sort of mention, yeah, this should happen to them or, you know, um, that's the right thing. Um, (laughs) I'm sort of mimicking weirdly, but you know, it's so, (laughs) it's sad that it makes me laugh, but I just don't get it. Like it's a level of double standard and hypocrisy that we sometimes don't tend to see, which is why again, like, you know, you're not going to change the world in one day, so I feel like for whoever sort of feels strongly about something I guess it sort of comes down to asking yourself those questions about is he actually uh-huh. right to do what he's doing or what he's sharing or what he's sort of telling his people to do be it someone like president X, president Y or president Z or prime minister by XYZ whoever it may be yeah it's which is why I try to stay away from, I don't mind talking about politics, but I don't try to like indulge myself too much in it, be it Indian politics or American politics, because um, at the end of the day, I think people need to realize there's a lot more similarities between us than we realize. I said the word realize too many times over there, but um, at the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We all want our lives to be secure in terms of our health and, make sure that we are making money and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You don't sort of feel like you have the power to wield a sword and slash someone's neck just because they believe in something. else. I think that's all it comes down to at the end of the day is because we have this very inbuilt mentality of, oh, you're either with us or against us. You know, if, if you're of religion X, then fuck you. If you're a religion Y, then, you know, screw you. And all those sort of things. I mean, it's just it's just very trivial and it's very sad. It's a sad state of affairs. But I guess it can start from us genuinely asking ourselves these questions of our beliefs and why we treat or why we trust these politicians and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because also going back to the example that you mentioned about beef, like you know, I guess a comparable organ, a comparable argument to that would be the sort of gun lobby in America. You know, Mm -hmm. like America probably makes a lot of money out of the guns that it sells. And while party X might be like, no, we're totally against (laughs) guns, so on and so forth. Behind the scenes, you know for sure that they're making money from somebody who's a part of this major gun machine. So it also goes back to the aspect of money and following the money to sort of know why people tend to make some of these choices from a more political sphere because it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a thing where they're all hungry for power, grabbing power and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's just, it's just sad state of affairs and to sort of go back on the whole topic of ego and all that. I think that's probably one of the reasons that there's a lot of ego because We think that what we believe in is right. Which may be right for me. But Mm -hmm. I this person next to me doesn't live the same template of life that I live. So that doesn't necessarily make it right for him. You know? So it's all those sort of things that I feel like we need to just ask ourselves those questions. And again, you're not going to change the world in a day, but Ask yourself these questions and then sort of make your judgment before you go on and share a whole WhatsApp thread of why Prime Minister Y or Prime Minister Z or President X or President Y is right for what they're doing. I mean, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, sorry, you finish.
0: No, I was just gonna say like I was almost done there. I feel like I'd go into a longer rabbit hole if I continue talking, but it's again, just ask yourself some questions. And realize that you will not always be right. You might be right in your own eyes, but you're not always going to be right in the eyes of the person who lives next door. And that is okay. That's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, to add to your point, yes, uh, we do have to ask ourselves before we talk about people, like especially politicians, people with power, but what does bother me and what makes me think that their actions are wrong is the fact that they are not being neutral um, in their power they are favoring they're doing they have favoritism you know they have favoritism going on and uh encouraging people in that category to say it's okay to do what you're doing which is not okay you know like as leaders like i said uneasy lies in the throne so you have power, you have the power to make and destroy. So you have right. to be careful with what you are doing. You have to uh, you know, you're a leader, you have to lead the people in, if it's unity and diversity like we learned back in India, if you remember, unity and diversity was like, right. I remember this, it was like literally in all our textbooks. And yeah, um, humanity above all I don't care what religion you are I will respect you you believe what you want to believe you're an atheist I will still respect you you're not atheist you are religious I have all sorts of friends like literally all like I have like the most religious person to an atheist and I have people in between and that's okay you can be what you want to be as long as you are not enforcing those beliefs, your personal beliefs on other people, like again, people do need to understand that there is much more than religion, which is humanity. Like what it doesn't matter what you do, or what you believe, if you're not kind to your brothers and sisters, you have to be kind and you have to give people love and affection like that's what it is yeah we will have general arguments I also have arguments with people no one's perfect but that doesn't mean you have the right to go slaughter someone no that's that's never okay you know that's especially based on surface level subjects like religion and race and you know other things it's just stupid and you know when people are fighting over stupid things it's just like what are you doing with your life like, what are you doing with your life? Like, there is much more to life than, you know, slaughtering someone for their religion or their race. There is much more to humanity than this. And I, I know humans, people can do m- much better. And coming back to, you know, the kids, I totally agree with you. It's your choice to marry uh, of your choice. Um, you want to marry in your caste? Good. Uh, you want to marry outside your caste good but people are going to have opinions that is just how it is going to be for a while I mean I'm sure it happens here in America too so India come on it's much more worse there not worse but it's just culturally very strong I wouldn't call that culture when you're forced forcing someone to you know brushing it under culture I hate that I hate when people are just brushing everything under culture saying you know it's justifying certain actions saying, oh, this is how Indian culture is. I'm like, no, there's much more to Indian culture and stop brushing it and making it look like it's a bad thing. Like forcing people to marry in their caste and saying, oh, it's our culture. No, it's not. Our culture shows to respect people. Like if you want to go to culture, understand what Hinduism preaches, understand what Islam preaches, like what Buddhism and Christianity it's these books Literally mean the same thing. Like you said, I I never read any of these books alone, although I'm a Christian myself. I've never read any of these books uh, completely. But I've had friends who have read all these books and it preaches the same thing. It's the goddamn same thing in every book. Sorry to say that, but yeah, it's like love, respect. But no, you want to pick up all the, you know, things that were written in like the, God knows when, like 14 BC or I don't even know when was the Bible written and say, oh, this was written so you can treat people differently. No, things you have to evolve and change with time. You have to understand that humanity is more like if you kill one another, what are you going to do at the end of the day? Like you you think you're going to go to heaven? Like I, I again, this is another thing. I don't believe in heaven or hell, but still, you know, what's the purpose of this? The whole purpose of you know like fighting over religion for me is trying to go to heaven or hell right but if you're killing someone you're you're going to hell you are not going to heaven for sure like if you're killing someone i don't care if they're from a different religion no according to any of these books i don't think any religion encourages you to kill the other person right like same with the whole hindu muslim fight like if you're fighting, you're fighting over religion, but what's the purpose? You're still going to help. Like, if you're killing someone, you're going to help. That's literally my take on this. And um, with the whole kids and having a choice to do what they want to do is very important to understand, like, you know, this is one thing my friend told me, like, when she had to get married, uh, her dad, she's a Muslim. So she, I'm not going to take any names or anything over here, but uh her dad was like you can find anybody you want to uh, meet as long as he's muslim and and she told her dad should i go looking for a partner with a checklist like oh muslim check oh engineer check oh this check and like i can't find love like that. there's no checklist for love and it made a lot of sense when she said that i'm like oh yeah it it does come down to a checklist at some point you know um and how you have to find someone in your own religion, your own caste is surprising to me. And most parents are understanding these days. I would like to believe that because I've seen it, but I don't know. I'm sure there are parents who don't understand. And, um, but again, like, um, it goes back to is your child even ready to get married? Like, you know, when you reach a certain point of age and you feel this marital pressure, I can speak about this because I felt that too. Not saying anything, you know, my, I love my parents very much, but uh, they spoke about me getting married for a while and they never forced me because I was here. They couldn't really like hold on to me, but I know like my friends went through it and it, it is a thing in our society. And after that, it's about the pressure to have kids. But why can't it be a choice if you want to have a child? Like, why is your family getting involved? Why is your in-laws getting involved? Why is your in law saying you can't bear a child? You know, this is a topic too, right? Like your in-laws get, not everybody. Again, there are good people. I like to believe people are good. And, but this is a thing. If you can't bear a child, they call your names, you know? And it's, it's so disturbing. It's okay if you don't have a child. And motherhood is not for everybody. Nobody should be judged for not wanting to have kids. It's okay if you don't want to have kids. And that should be an option. Like, you know, acceptance is something I feel people need to learn. Accepting something that is different for them. I mean, again, accepting has to be, how do I put this? Yes, you have to accept certain things, but you have to also know the difference between right and wrong, like black and white. You have to know the difference. You have to accept certain things, but there are certain things where you can say no. Where it becomes an issue, you have to raise, like killing someone, that's never okay. And you should say no, that is never okay, no matter what your religion. But accepting the difference, like oh you're you're a Hindu, you're a Muslim, I'll still be friends with you. I don't care what the politicians or like, know what the world has to say about you know the situation. The same with the race, um, the race situation that's happening. It shouldn't matter, like what you know race you are or what color you are. None of these matter. None of these are above being kind and being human. So that is something I wish I want people to you know be more kind and uh, understanding about and I do believe I'm a strong believer that most people are kind and accepting but sometimes you do get messed up in the head which I think is being human and confused by our leaders so that's why going back to you know our leaders they might not be completely at fault but they are at fault because what they say is what people do and you are leading people into the situation. You know, uneasy lies in the throne. Like I said earlier, you are, your words is gonna be a part of someone's action. So be wise about what you have to preach to the congregation. And um, yeah, the, yeah, that's literally what I have to say. And with the relatives being involved, yes, relatives are nice not everybody is bad but i think indians love to gossip i hell hell yeah i i like to gossip <laughs> sometimes you know i'm not gonna lie i do enjoy a good talk but again um it has to be the truth but yeah anyhow we like to you know talk and i don't know why people have yeah. satisfaction of putting someone down like you know even in the relatives if you're not doing very well in life, oh, they're not successful kind of thing. Like, you know, as I feel as parents, as older people, as uh, you know, uncle, aunts, whatsoever, you need to be supportive of the child, as long as the child is not doing, you know, anything wrong, like drugs and all. No, no, don't support that. I will definitely agree with that. You know, no, no drugs, no, no missing out, you know, on school and things like that. Yes, that I will definitely support. But Also, things I have learned over time is that being strict with your kids might work, but it's not very effective because your kids are going to, you know, be scared of you're not going to speak to you and are going to hide things from you and going to anyways do what they have to do behind your back. They're going to be influenced by, you know, company around them. I don't know, good or bad. And that's, that is going to play a role. So, you know, be friends with your children and talk to them and guide them. Yes, you have to discipline them. That is important. But also, you know, trying to have a conversation, having them open up. Like as kids, we are very insecure about a lot of things. Like I know I was a very insecure kid back in school. Like when I was little, I had a lot of insecurities. And that's how babies are. So you have to help them overcome those insecurities as parents and not just yell at them and tell them, this is how you have to be kind of thing, you know? And this is what you have to do and gossip about other people's kids. Like, I feel that's the shittiest thing as an adult you can do to a child, saying that child is not good enough. That's a child. Come on. (laughs) It's a baby. Like, you are, what, 40, 50 years old and I'm probably... Uh, I don't even know what you do in your life. Like, are you even successful? What are you doing? Like, no, not everybody, like I said, but there are people, it's, it's a topic. Like if no one's good enough as their son, I get it, your baby is your baby. But don't don't shit on other kids, that's just wrong. Don't make them feel miserable, don't compare. Like every child has its own speed and every child has its own dreams and aspiration. It might not be good as your kid and that's okay. We have to love, like, again, I don't, I don't think I can stress enough on this. Love is the kindest language you can speak and just be nice to one another. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there, like I can go in depth about this topic because I've um, had some personal experience with religion and um, difference of religion uh, but um, I don't know if I should be talking this about this on um, your uh, YouTube channel, but again it goes back to like my brother's wife is Muslim. and uh, although they both don't believe in religion, it played a major role during the wedding. And I, I love my parents. I think my parents were okay, but the society and you know what people will think, what their opinions, Matters so much that it influenced you know uh, how my parents actually thought for a while you know and it's it's a, it's sad to know that you know like people around you actually play an opinion I mean play a role in what you decide for your child and it's it's uh, surprising for me I mean as a young girl in her early 20s who was like don't know, don't care kind of attitude. I don't think it really mattered to me, but yeah, people care about their society, their church, their people. And yeah, we all have our circles and we all want to be approved. We all want to be liked. But again, principles, your standards, where you take your stand on, that matters even more to me on a personal level. So yeah, that's why I I personally don't believe in religion just because of what's happening around us. Religion is just a concept of people dividing themselves among each other. Like, you want to believe in God, you believe in God. But, yeah, I'm not going to be disrespectful of anyone who wants to be religious. I have, like I said, all my friends, most of my friends are religious, and that's okay. You do what you want to do, and that's okay. But I just don't want to do that. And if you can accept me for that, and that's okay. Right? And... Uh, just be kind, be whatever you want to be, but don't differentiate or treat other people, other religion differently. You know, like you said, if you're really religious, if you're the right religious kind of a person, you will respect the other religious people or whatever. Like humanity lays above all. Yeah.
0: No, that's very, that's very, that's a very good and powerful note to sort of close the section of the podcast on because I totally agree with everything you said. Everything you said, excuse me. It's, It's unfortunate that we're in this current state, but I think as long as we can realize that humanity and love matters a lot more at the end of the day, you know, I think things can change and I'm hopeful that they change. Even though sometimes I remember someone saying this to me, um in another recording that i had but i like you know sometimes it can feel like we're just about to be doomed as a world and as a society like we're just heading south instead of heading upwards but i would like to personally be hopeful and keep a positive outlook in the sense that it's not the end of the world as long as someone is consciously willing to make a change um Mm -hmm and in their own life, you don't have to necessarily go and make all your neighbors believe in what you do or everything like that. But like, you know, realize that it's okay to be different and don't encourage activities that can affect someone's life. Intentionally, because things happen unintentionally too. And that's a whole another can of worms that we can probably talk about another time. But it's sort of like realizing those differences in terms of knowing what to accept and being okay with it, but at the same time, also sort of knowing that there shouldn't be certain lines that should be crossed. So yeah, but at the end of the day, just to reiterate what you said, humanity matters and so does love. And yeah, with that being said, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. And the fact that we sort of went into many of these deep topics, I'm really appreciative of because it's not that often that people are willing to have a conversation like this. So I'm glad that you were comfortable enough to talk about it and we've talked about it in other episodes as well, but I'm, I'm thankful to you for being able to sort of just share your opinion. And um, I think at the end of the day, having conversations like this even if people don't necessarily agree with what we've talked about will go a long way than just being angry internally because <laughs> then neither of us are achieving any achieving anything excuse me if you're just angry at each other but then not necessarily talking about it and sort of figuring things out, out excuse me or hashing things out but um yeah thank you once again chairman i appreciate it um we're going to transition into the word association game Called Bish Bash Bosh. You might hear some background noise, and I apologize for it. But uh, anyway, uh, basically, in Bish Bash Bosh, I give you five different words, one mm-hmm. word at a time, and you have to respond to each word in either three words or in three phrases. So, for example, if I was to say "love," what are the three things that sort of call out to you when I say the word "love"? That's sort mm-hmm. of like how this goes, and
1: Definitely. it
0: can be anything. The first things that sort of come out to you is your sharing um mm-hmm. or if you want to think about it that's totally fine too um you don't need to necessarily justify everything you say but if you want to justify it feel free to nobody's here to stop you but um yeah that's basically the gist of it so i will give you five different words one word at a time of course um and after that there'll just be two more questions and we should be uh, good to go but do you have any questions before we start this round of bish bash wash
1: no, oh, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm actually glad we had this conversation. I think we went, we jumped a lot of subjects, but it was pretty, pretty nice. You know, it's it's rare that I can have these kind of deep conversations with people, so it's not, I'm, I'm happy that we could do it today. And um, I don't mean offense to anybody if I did say anything wrong, uh, but that's just me and my beliefs, and you can be you, and I will love you as long as you're nice to me. You know <laughs> <laughs> it, it is yeah. I, I'm human. I'm not perfect. I nobody is so if I if I'm wrong to somebody if you feel offended or if you feel I'm wrong, please correct me. And I would happy like Pratik would let me know if I'm wrong in any way possible and I will work on it on you know on my de- daily life um, on the aspects. Yeah. But apart from that, it it was really nice uh, uh, conversations we had. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Uh, So yeah, let's go into the word association game, wish-bash-wash. The first word is, uh, sorry, I don't know. I lost my train of thought over there for a second. (laughs) Uh, But the first word, the, the first word, there we go, is differences. What are the three things that sort of call out to you when I say the word Differences
1: differences it's okay it's life and acceptance I would say yeah yeah okay cool cool
0: yeah uh what are the words that pop up into your head when I say the word nuance
1: New ones. new ones like new one
0: no no, no. like uh nuance basically n-u-a-n-c-e which basically sort of means like the fact that there is more than what meets the eye This is just a generic definition excuse me Ah, but it's sort of like it's not just black and white there's a lot of gray there's a lot of overlap that we don't see sort Mm. of thing
1: um sure it's it it exists i don't know how i feel about it but um i have an uneasy feeling on my chest when i hear something like that because i i like to say there's black and white and yeah, okay. I'm sure there is in between. I'm sure there is in between and certain situation. I will agree in between, but um, I don't know how I feel about it. It's just a little uneasy on my chest at this point. Okay. Yeah. That's totally fine.
0: That's okay. Yeah. Um, the third word is learning. What are the three things that sort of call out to you when I say that?
1: Oh, learning. Uh, learning is definitely a part of life. I'm learning each day. I learned a lot from my husband after I got married about certain things, different perspectives on life. It is very important. It need not be your textbook. It, 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 you're learning in every part of your life. I do believe that. Yeah, and everybody, we make mistakes. Be kind to yourself and learn, at, accept yourself the way you are and trust the process. That, you know, just the fact that, you know, you made a mistake is enough to know that you are growing as a person, accepting the way you are. And you don't have to like guilt yourself into saying you're a horrible person. You are accepting that's more than enough and be kind to yourself, forgive, you know, move on, step forward, make sure you're doing your best in the future aspects of your life. Yeah
0: beautiful the fourth word is empathy
1: empathy oh very very important i think you should empathy you should emphasize i mean be empathy- empathetical? Empathetical? empathetic That's good- empathetic 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 okay uh, empathetic towards everybody as much as you can and every living creature i would say like you know try to be nice and uh like I said, I have friends who are not animal lovers and that's okay. You don't have to love, like you know, animals you have, you're not used to it, but they have been, you know, empathetic towards me when I lost my cat and, you know, with my dog when she got sick recently. And I appreciate that like a lot, like them reaching out to me and telling me it's okay. It means just so much to me, you know, just that they understand me. So understand one another, Know that the other person is going through stuff. I am not perfect. I do make mistakes with this, but apologize if, you feel, if, you, if it's needed to. Like keep your people closer to you. And yeah, keep. Uh, you will have difference of people and you will have people you don't want in your life. That's okay. But always be kind to one another. Don't, don't ever carry hate in your heart. Not worth it
0: beautiful and the yeah. last word for this segment is bish ba- of bishbash bosch excuse me is learning or not learning excuse me i already said that similarities yeah.
1: <laughs> similarities um it is good but it's not the only thing it's not the end of the world you can be friends with people you are not similar with you can you know have difference of opinion and still appreciate one another again it goes back to acceptance um Love, like I said, is important. You don't, similarities on certain levels is important. You don't want to be on the same wavelength on people who are just hitting on others and you know want to be a horrible person, no. But it, you have to, it's okay if you're not similar at the same time. I would definitely say it's, it's fine. People are different. Everyone's different. Uh, like you stressed earlier, acceptance, is important like accepting people the way they are and um, yeah that's awesome. I think yeah
0: cool that's a great way to close this segment off of bish bash Bosh thank you so much for playing along just two more questions well last last one's not really a question but uh, the penultimate question is how do you relate to people
1: how do I relate to people on a various level, to be honest, I'm human. I don't like certain things. I just talk to my husband, you know, like I'm, I'm human. I've made a lot of mistakes. And for most of my life, I had ego problems. I had, I was judgmental on other people's opinion, but I think it's because I married Spencer. He's awesome. He's wonderful. Like I I couldn't, I can't stress uh, enough on how much I learned from him and um, grew from him. Cause I remember this one time I had issues with one of my girlfriends uh, back in India. And I'm like, I think I want to unfriend her, like get her out of my life for good. And he gave me this advice. I still tell all of my friends, you know, like if anyone comes to me for advice, I see this it is, you know, like, why are you giving her the power to control your emotions? You know, like certain things. If that is affecting you, you're letting their opinions affect you. You believe what you want to believe and do as you as needed. You don't have to befriend anyone. You can continue being what you want to be. And yeah, that person might not be the most important part of your life, but it is life, you know? Like you grow, you learn, you grow. And uh, I do believe I've come a far way and I'm proud of what my process has been I'm not perfect I don't think I'll ever be but it's the process we have to trust and we have to grow I have um met people with difference of opinion and I have sometimes even now don't accept what they have to say but all I can say is okay and support them and let them learn let give them the time to you know Because I can tell you once, but it also depends on what you have to, you know, how you see these things. Because my advice is only an advice if you don't take it. It's just just words coming out of my mouth. So, you know, let people be, let them, you know, make their mistakes and let them learn. That's literally what I have been. Again, these are just little things in your day-to-day life with people involved in your life. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to be angry. There's, like you said, you can't control things and you can't control people. So give them your best advice and let's just hope and pray that, you know, they do good for themselves and maybe your advice might, need not be the best. I mean, they find a better solution and that's okay too, right? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you sort of answered the last question with that answer too. But I'm going to ask anyway, uh, which was basically like, if you have any positive thoughts or positive quotes that keep you going every day as a person, uh, is there anything that you would like to share with everybody who's listening and watching? And just because you've shared quite a lot already, if you can think of something else that you haven't said, yeah, feel free to share that. But that's it. That was the last question. Uh,
1: Something I would like to share. This is a battle that I also fought with myself for like a while like the image like I told you the image of social media and how to be perfect and as a girl it did bother me I will not gonna lie and you know like when I look at beautiful girls you know like you know skinny body and fat stomach and like the perfect nose I'm like why can't I be like that and it took me a while uh and my husband for me to realize it's okay I mean you are beautiful the way you are men and women and you don't need validation just accept yourself the way you are and now i carry myself with so much confidence that i i don't care if someone calls me ugly at any point of you know the life i have days when i wear makeup i have days when i don't wear makeup i go out with like the bare face pigment pigmentation and you know shabby dirty hair in a bun and like the funniest outfit you can ever imagine i do have those days and I have days when I you know, dress up and that's for me, you know, like whatever I do is for me. I don't do it to please people. I do it because I like it. And yeah, just love yourself, you know, love begins within yourself. So learn to love yourself and be kind to yourself. And also don't be self-obsessed. There's two difference, love yourself, but not obsessed with yourself, That you treat other people wrong. So be kind, but uh, stop comparing yourself to social media, you know, uh, people. And they are beautiful. I'm not saying, you know, anything wrong. They are lovely. They work hard on themselves and, you know, whatever they are. They're awesome. And so are you. You don't, you know, you don't have to be an influencer. You can be whatever you want to be and you can love yourself. It's just be kind and speak from your heart. And if you want to be an influencer you can be an influencer if you want to be you know something else you can be that i literally follow uh influencers who are like curvy and different kinds like dog influencers and uh cat influencers and you know curvy influencers fashion mostly but you know i follow Vogue. i did follow the kardashian sisters for a long time but recently i got them off my instagram because it's just not working for me like the idea of the perfect body is it's okay but no i think it's too glamorous and that's just not the reality of how the world works with the money yes but not everybody can do that but yeah self-love and love others be kind and uh know that you are awesome and you need to keep going don't let anyone steal your thunder
0: beautiful that's a great way to close us off on uh thank you so much sharon for joining me and sharing everything that you did i really appreciate it um this has been a great conversation and times only honestly flown by um but yeah thank you so much for sharing everything that you did and for those of you who are listening and watching thank you so much we'll see you guys next time
1: thank you thank you for having me